Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol Jesus 911 three man car, not a two man car. We got a three man car today, Paul. Hey, are you 10 8, my friend? 10 8, just ready to go. Yep. And we got Joe Gallagher. He's 10 8. We got a, a, a young passenger here. It's a it's a three man patrol car, and we're not we're not out arresting anybody. We're on Soul Patrol. What we want to do is bring people to a knowledge of Jesus Christ, the Lordship and Kingship of Christ. Joe, welcome to this three man car, brother. Oh, Jesse Paul, thanks for my first ride along. I'm really excited. <laughs> That's right, a ride along. That's good. Buck, buck, buckle up. It's dangerous out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Just uh, today's topic is something that. It affects the whole, not only the whole, the, the church, but Western civilization. Whenever Satan's lies are allowed to, to fester and, and percolate and, and, and germinate in a society, uh, there's, there's some horrible, horrible consequences. And today we want to talk about DEI. It hasn't just infected the left, it's infected the entire body politic and even the body of Christ. So people are saying, what's DEI? Diversity, equity, and inclusion. This seems to have entered the bloodstream of U.S. politics, and it's just not one party with it in its vein. And we know, of course, the Biden administration, they're all over this. They're all about DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion. Uh, they're loyal to this bizarre ideology, but many rhinos as, as well, they they seem to be fledgling in this fight. Sometimes they're indistinguishable from the left. Uh, as a matter of fact, this is something that pains me to hear. Senator Sheld Sheldon Whitehouse, a Democrat from Rhode Island, obtained in, in a recent omnibus bill a 477,000 earmark so that the Equity Institute can provide professional development. Again, when you hear equity, just think Marxism, okay? So they want to provide this type of money to the teachers in their home state. But let's recognize also that making DEI a top agenda of every single subcommittee of the House Financial Services Committee is profoundly unserious at best and probably worrisome. Because one of the things that I, I don't know about you guys, I'm glad to see that the majority speaker, Kevin McCarthy, I'm, 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 I'm fairly happy with the job that he's been doing. He's been pushing back. He's been outspoken and he's a Republican from California. He's uh right now he holds the gavel and he says that these priorities of DEI diversity inclusion and, and uh, equity and inclusion, he says they're not just wasteful, they're unnecessary. And he says they're also disgraceful. Any thoughts, Paul, any thoughts, Joe, Paul? Well, yeah. Number one, as we talk about just um, the left uh, always wants to rewrite history uh, and they want to interpret it the way they see history. And so obviously um, it's a lie the way they see history. Um, it, you know, they want to tear down the, fa uh, the founding fathers. They want to uh, say that uh you know, they were racist. Therefore, you know, we have to tear all this down so that we can build back better. 
but 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 the opposite of that is true and it's the high ideals that these founding fathers drew from uh sacred scripture that uh enabled them to give us a uh, i think a form of government that has probably been one of the most balanced and and providing one of the most uh, uh oppor- more opportunities for the uh, uh the lower class peoples than any other government ever on the planet without a doubt mm-hmm. yeah without a doubt it, it the constitution leveled the playing field it really did and yep. this is why the left wants to tear it down joe you have any thoughts yeah i do thanks for uh, letting me jump in even though it's just a ride along right uh, along <laughs> you know i think what the quote from uh, speaker mccarthy is true but i would venture to say it's not only unnecessary it's counterproductive when you start in, incorporating in a society uh um inclusion or diversity not based off of merits it's not going to give you the best guys for the job so bingo you two are you two are former police officers if you had to face let's say you had a special unit or your SWAT team or narcotics and you're going off of not the guy who knows how to sniff out the drugs not the one who's able to handle close up one-on-one combat they don't understand how to de-escalate a situation but they're just going off of their sex because we don't say gender just their sex male or female or their uh or or the color of their skin how how effective are they for society or for the job and i think that's you know if i could push speaker mccarthy's rhetoric just a little bit it would be to that it's not just unnecessary it's detrimental to the society that he's supposed to be helping nurture and cultivate well well yeah joe and to piggyback off of that uh the the recent incident we had involving the memphis police officers is an example for years they would tell us you know we want to have officers that look like you know uh, the people that they're policing and so, you know, they said that so often that everybody said, sure, you know, we understand that. But what they did was <clears throat> they lowered the standards so that they could hire more yes. people. And, and when I say the standards, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not talking about intelligence, although in some instances that is the case. But I'm talking about things like um, uh, uh you know, uh, the background check. Well, you know, we knew they grew up in a, in a bad neighborhood and they were exposed to these things. So we're just going to, you know, look the other way here. And, and, you know, in order to fill this quota, this, 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 this um, idea that we have, and we bring them in and all of a sudden, lo and behold, uh, here they are acting in a like sense. Gang like a, members. Like I watched gang that members. video, Paul. Paul, I watched that video. Yeah. They looked like the thugs we would take to jail. They looked like the Crips and the Bloods. They looked like 18th Street. They looked like Mara Salvatrucha. Cops aren't trained like that. Yeah. And again, it didn't fit the agenda or the narrative of the left. Uh, You know, so it's funny because they would say things like, oh, police officers, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, they wanted they wanted to emphasize the black man, you know, kill black man you know <laughs> it's just uh just nonsense it's yeah it's terrible uh if, yeah. I, if I may yeah yeah of course tying it into the spiritual life satan takes things that are good but then he perverts them just enough so yes. that it, it again is a detriment to society when mm-hmm. you're looking at uh diversity and inclusion with those the uh, black police officers yeah as you were mentioning out in uh, memphis paul mm-hmm. i think there is something to be said about hindsight and uh, experiences. And if somebody were to have grown up in a rough background, that's great. But only if they've been able to uh, cultivate habits and develop into a man that is no longer of that same type of behavior. Right. 
Yes. And the same thing with diversity, um, or I'm sorry, uh, in general, when it comes to, uh, you know, the sexual freedoms, it's a yeah. perversion of free will. Oh, well, Catholics yes. believe that you can do anything you want. Yes, but if you want the best outcome in life, there's a, there's a set of laws, there's morality that you have to abide by. It's the minor perversions that the diabolical will do that will absolutely send a good Catholic or a good Christian or a person of goodwill in general completely off the tracks. Exactly. It's, uh, yeah, you said something very important. I grew yeah. up in, I, in, I grew up in Southern California in the most violent neighborhood in California in the 70s. In fact, I found out years later by looking at crime, FBI statistics and arrests. I'm saying, darn, I grew up there. It was, it was called, it was a small little suburb. It was like little Mexico. It was called San Fernando. It was a suburb of Los Angeles. Uh, it was the, the gang capital of California back in the 70s and the homicide capital. It had more homicides in that city than any other place in California. Hey, Jess, how come when you tell me the story, it was San Fer? I grew up in San Fer. <laughs> <laughs> that's the short, that's the way you say it in the, in the street. In the barrio, you say San yeah. Fer. <laughs> and so... It, it, uh, there was four brothers it was sister guess what uh, and our parent my dad was a single income construction worker i never i never was arrested i never much as much got a parking ticket so when people start saying oh you know i, I was oppressed because i was a, i was born in the crappiest neighborhood in california back in the 70s born and raised there none of my brothers had a record or my sister none of us got in trouble with the law we didn't as much get as get a parking ticket and so the, the fact why you know why because my mom and dad they inculcated the Catholic faith. Our fa- our little family life in the barrio, which it was it was a it was infested with gangs. It or, it revolved around our parish, around our church. Yeah. And I remember one of the things that really saved me. My mom and dad said, especially as we started asserting ourselves, you know, 16, 17, 18. My mom and dad said, "Yeah, you guys can go to the movies. We if you, if we don't if you don't let you, we're going to jump out the window. You guys are going to go at midnight behind our back." They said, "But here was a compromise that." You got to go to confession before you guys go out to the theater, wherever you guys are going to go tonight, bowling or wherever, or a party. <laughs> and and so it's it's interesting. I said, okay, that's a good compromise. Me and my brothers, we'd go to confession on Saturdays before we'd hit the streets. And I can tell you, I saw some things on Saturday night that I said, no, nah, I can't cross the line. And you know why it was? I knew it was because of that sacramental grace I just received in confession. Guys were cutting up drugs and doing this and passing out guns. Let's go shoot this mm. guy. I'm saying, Mm-mm, I'm not about that. Come on, dude. Come on. I'm going home. You know what? I just knew. I And it was because I had the benefit of having Catholic parents, simple, pious, but they would say, you want to go out to the drive with your friends tonight or you want to go to a party? You have to go to confession and you can go out. Because they knew if, they, if we were going to jump go all through the window at midnight if they said no they knew yeah and so there was a compromise there and my mom would we'd be getting home at one two in the morning she'd be right there ironing at one two and what's she doing praying the rosary in spanish santa maria madre de dios rey, praying for her boys to come home uh and well, so again i had an advantage uh, because again the catholic faith was something that i saw lived in my house yeah well, just you know how they say uh, uh poverty breeds crime well not always and it can, but the reality is, is what, what's more important is, you know, poor doesn't necessarily equate to um, crime. Correct. Pick hey, it up we'll be right the, back. Jesus 911. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. Now, back to Jesus 911. 
If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. We're on a Soul Patrol three-man car, two-man car and a ride-along. But no, no, he's uh, he's enlisted now, Paul. He's one of us. No doubt. Joe Gallagher here. Uh, and by the way, me and Joe Gallagher, we're gonna be we're gonna be doing a show starting next week. So I'm just gonna leak it to all of you. There's a uh, our show's gonna be called Catholics for Catholics. We're gonna be doing a podcast, and we're committed to try to help Catholics think through the issues uh, that are that are occurring all around us that affect Catholics. And we're trying to form Catholics to think like Catholics and to form the moral conscience, especially. Yes in light of the upcoming elections and every election, we want to make sure that, that whoever runs for office and we vote for as Catholics, we want to make sure that they reflect the social kingship of Jesus Christ to the best of their ability. And we're not going to accept anything less. So Joe and me are going to, we're going to be uh, catechizing people using uh, the, the, to try to form the moral conscience of Catholics using 2000 years of the perennial teachings of the Catholic church. So our, our show We'll be starting next 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 Monday. Uh, we'll let you know more about it. It's going to be called Catholics for Catholics. But today we're talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and how dangerous this is to to all of us. Because as Catholics, DEI for us, I think we could just change it to dignity, uh, equality uh, under Christ, and and solidarity instead of inclusiveness. We would say solidarity. That's that's more of a Christian principle. But going back to this, I think here's a Bible verse that tells us how dangerous this Marxist philosophy really is. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, the Bible says, see to it. Oh, by the way, I want to give a shout out to somebody. Oh, yeah. Oh, Teresa Zapata. Teresa, thanks thanks for listening to the show. God bless you. (laughs) Shout out to Teresa Zapata. All right. So back to Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. I think this verse. It destroys diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion. The Bible tells us, quote, see to it that no one makes a prey of you by philosophy and empty deceit. According to human tradition, this is what diversity, equity, and inclusion is. It's human tradition, and it's deceitful. The Bible goes on to say, according to the elemental spirits of the universe, and not according to Christ. So who are these elemental spirits of the universe that are pushing this human tradition, that are pushing this deceptive philosophy? The Greek word is stokeia, which can refer to angels or demons that regulate the course and movement of these elements that we call planet Earth, and uh, and again, the t- uh, tempting human beings as well. These elemental spirits in this context is a reference to demons. So... Human tradition, human philosophy that's deceptive, it's diabolical. It's right in the scriptures, Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. Paul, Joe, comments? Oh, you, Paul. Yeah, um, that's exactly it, Jess. You know, uh, let's not forget, we are strangers and aliens in this world, according to sacred scripture, and we are ambassadors for Christ. Uh so everything involving this world, we're essentially uh, on foreign soil. And so, like you said, uh, our job is to, you know, fly the banner for Christ and to use the weapons that he's given us in order to affect uh, uh, 
goodness, to bring goodness to this world. Uh, before the break, I, you know, I was talking about, you know, the saying that poverty breeds crime, uh, they say. Well, and not all, not in all cases. Why? Because if you spend the time with your children to help form their conscience, and if they are receiving the very life of God in, you know, in the Holy Eucharist, you know, that grace will make them different from this world and empower them to be what God has called them to be in this world. I think you're 100% right, Paul. And really, what what breeds crime? Just a lack of cultivating virtue. Yep. That's yes. it. You know, it's, it's self-discipline. And yeah, sometimes you're put in situations uh, uh, where you're going to have a heavier load just by the card that you were, the hands, the hand you were dealt and you know, God's chosen to give you that grace, but he's also given you opportunities and avenues. Should you choose to go out and look for them to be able to build that virtue, to be able well to said. embrace those, those trials, you know, St. Paul in the uh, one Corinthians talks about the convention, uh, the earthly wisdom and earthly wisdom ties in also with what we were talking about before the break. Earthly wisdom is, it sounds good, but it doesn't serve Jesus Christ. Amen. It serves yourself. It serves your Amen. own desires. It rejects Jesus Christ. It, it doesn't, yes. it, as uh, Thomas Aquinas would say in the Summa, when you start doing those types of things, you're deserting Christ because he's not the object anymore yes. of your life. Yes. And yeah, there's be running from that. Go ahead. Paul. Sa sacred scripture says there's a way that seems right to a man, but that way leads to death. And that's exactly what you're talking about. You know, there's, you know, earthly wisdom can seem like, uh, you know, it can seem wise. Uh, we have to remember, sacred scripture tells us the natural man does not receive the things of God, nor can he. That's to say he doesn't have the ability to do it. Uh, why? Because they are spiritually discerned. They are spiritually understood. Now, the one benefit that we have as Catholics is uh, we have been given the mind of Christ. Amen. And with that, we, we, can, we can literally, um, uh, cor you know, correct the course, so to speak, of this world and act as a preservative, be the salt of the earth, be the light of the world that Christ has called us to be. Amen. Amen. Let me make some comments here on this article that I definitely want to do a deep dive as we're doing right now. Here's what the article says, okay? DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusions, durability is due, no doubt, to the apple pie nature of words such as diversity, equity, or inclusion. Who could oppose these ideal ideals? It's like the term Black Lives Matters. Of course they do, greatly. Until you find out that the BLM founders are committed Marxists, nursed by an international network dedicated to overthrowing America and this entire system, then you decide to have nothing to do with these organizations and networks. It's the same with DEI, diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion. And for exactly the same reason, the left likes to hide its agenda behind American twangs. Mm -hmm. So it's important to repeat again clearly what DEI has come to mean. Each of these words means the opposite of what we think. Diversity doesn't mean celebrating people of different colors, according to the left. It means a tightly policed uniformity of ideas. Just as Representative Byron uh, Donalds, Republican from Ford, Florida, who was black and rising fast in his caucus. 
someone recently sent him an illustrated copy of Uncle Tom's Cabin, implying that he's a race traitor because he holds conservative views. At best, diversities come to mean an identity-based approach to society and racial quotas. At worst, it is a rigid enforcement of leftist orthodoxy. By definition, if you hire only people who pledge attachment to diversity, you ensure having a workforce with the same mindset or one that is too cowed to speak out. Talk, I want to talk a little bit about diversity. I have just one thing to say about diversity. I know this. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, we are saved by grace. It doesn't say we're saved by race. That means nothing to God. When we stand before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ, uh, you're, you're, well, you're not even going to have your skin. You're going to be, your soul will be present. Guess what? Every soul is, is a spiritual substance. It's it's the ghost of your body. Every single person, you're not going to be able to tell when you look at somebody's soul, oh, he's Caucasian. Oh, he's black. Oh, he's Asian. He's Hispanic. We all look the same. <laughs> We're all pure spirit. We're immaterial. We're intellect and will, and God is going to judge us. And guess what? Uh, the goal of the Catholic faith is, and I want to hear from you guys. The Catholic faith, the catechism says, I forget what paragraph, the scattered family of Adam and Eve can only be unified by the one holy Catholic and apostolic church under the kingship of Christ. Comments? Preach it. Yes. Uh, go ahead, Joe. Uh, I think, of course, the best way is to let's look at scripture. What speaks out to me the most from the bit that you read, Jesse, uh, at the end is, by definition, if you hire only people who pledge attention attachment to diversity, you ensure having a workforce with the same mindset or one that is too cowed to speak out. Yes. Where in history or where in the Bible has there been a success story where everybody was of the same mind where nobody else would challenge? Look at Peter and Paul with the question of circumcision. Let's look at who's going to be a, who's going to uh, be the, the favorite apostle. When once that happens, our Lord says it's not mine to choose. It's the Heavenly Father. He's the one that knows. When we talk about these types of things, the Holy Spirit comes when there's an openness to a discussion, and yes. that does apply. If it applies in the supernatural, of course, it's going to have a basis in uh, the natural plane as well. So yes. if you're going to have some, whether it be a tech firm, a law firm, a real estate uh, agency. If people are not willing to at least have a discussion about anything, whether it be mm -hmm. what type of house they're wanting to sell or who God is to them, you're going to have issues and there's no development. There's absolutely yes. no development. And how can the Holy Spirit be present there when people aren't well, willing to search well, the truth actively? Well, Joe, that is by design. As, as right. you know, we, we, we talked about this um, earlier. You know, any good general knows that if he can divide his enemy then he can conquer him. So what Satan does is he uses these things uh, uh, with, uh, you know, with, with human nature being in the damaged condition that it is, uh, we will divide according to almost anything. But in this case, he uses race and he gets everybody so fixed on being ethnocentric that nobody can come together. And at that point, essentially, uh, you know, it's easy to conquer us in in that regard. That's right. And, and you know, that's where the Catholic, that's the genius of the Catholic church. When you go to a Catholic mass, especially like if you're in a third, in, you know, traveling on a pilgrimage, 
you see people like say if you go to Rome, pilgrimage in Rome, for example, or some of the Marian shrines or Israel, and you go to Holy Mass out there, you see Catholics from all over the world. And that's, by the way, a beautiful an argument for the Latin Mass. And the Latin Mass, even though everybody is from maybe you know different you know nationalities or different race races, everybody's saying the same prayers and knows pretty much the same prayers and yes. receiving the same Eucharist and doing the same physical gestures as we worship God. The, it's yes. the Catholic Church is the answer to race racism because the word pa- Catholic itself means universal. Nobody's excluded from being a Roman Catholic Christian. Nobody's excluded from being a son or a daughter of God. Exactly. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. In- international. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, I, wa- I want to look at, at inclusion now. This paragraph says that I want your, your guys' comments. It says, inclusion is a call for language codes because it demands that people use inclusive language as defined by the left. It means you can't wear a t-shirt that says Jesus saves in a mall because a mall cop will toss you out because Jesus is associated with religion and it's offending people, as happened recently. Equity, perhaps, the worst distortion of the three, has come to mean that the government will treat people... Ah, we're break. We'll be right back. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Three-man car, Jesus 911. God, come to our assistance. Lord, make haste to help us. Psalm 69, verse 2. That's the flagship verse for this show. We're talking about a diabolical philosophy, which has permeated American culture, American society. It's called Diversity, equity, and inclusion. As, as Catholics, we want to rehabilitate that. And we have we know that the only way you can rehabilitate that is by Catholic moral and social teaching. So let me share what this inclusion means based on this article that I want to hear comments from my brothers in Christ here. It says, uh, so yeah, so it means you can't wear a t-shirt that says Jesus saves in a mall because a mall cop will toss you out because Jesus is associated with religion and it's defending people as happened recently equity perhaps the worst distortion of the three has come to mean that the government must treat people differently because of their race country of origin or immutable characteristics the goal is to guarantee an equality of outcomes which used to be the marxist goal not the american ones all these things violate american ideals and laws diversity is a call it is all but a call for quotas, which are illegal. Inclusion violates the First Amendment. Equity violates the 14th Amendment, Equal Protection Clause, as well as the Civil Rights Act of 1964. But it's ideology that Congress just voted to fund via White House Equity Institute. The organization is committed to anti-racism, a doctrine that's the brainchild of Boston University's Ibram X. Kendi, who openly calls for discrimination in the present and well into the future. Uh, And sure enough, the Institute promises to convene BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, and People of Color, teachers, administrators, professionals, and community members to support and cultivate meaningful cross-sectoral interactions that promote and support the development of anti-racist educators, schools, and educational communities. Yes, 
One could argue, tongue-in-cheek, that to leave the non-BIPOC out of sessions does, does them a favor. But a school can't sort people out by race. It's illegal. To give federal money to these programs should be a crime. But at least White House openly embraces this superstitious gibberish. Republicans can't get elected by running against it. So why is the subcommittee on capital markets pledging to identify, quote, best practices and policies that continue to strengthen diversity and inclusion in the capital markets industry, close quote? Why are other subcommittees doing likewise? Republicans should not be under the the illusion that pursuing these goals will buy them peace. Financial Services Committee Chairman Patrick McHenry Republican for North Carolina is already coming under blistering criticism from liberals for getting rid of the subcommittee on diversity, equity, and inclusion. He told Political that there is bipartisan concern about the term equity. Uh, I want to hear your comments, uh, Paul and, and, and Joe. Why is, this, why is this bad for America, and why would you say that this goes against just Catholic social teaching and Catholic moral principles? Paul, go ahead. Okay, well, number one. Candace Owens, very successful black woman, mm-hmm. right? You would think that people would tout her accomplishments, but no, she's, uh, she's a target. There's a target on her back. Why? Because she doesn't agree with their ideology. So let's not be fooled. All of these things that the left is doing, all of these noble sounding ideas, what they... What, what they're designed to do is to essentially accomplish what their agenda is. And the minute you disagree with them, well, then they weaponize these issues and they, they immediately call you a racist. Oh, you're a racist or you're, you know, and this is, uh, again, this is all by design. This is the idea that, you know, let's build back better. Why? So let's tear down so that we can build back better. As you know, both of you know that, um, the whole Western culture was built and sustained by the Roman Catholic church. Mm. Uh, and, and, and this is really what it's all about because if the Catholic church represents the, the body of Christ and as a, uh, uh, John Henry Newman, he said, but the church is a body, therefore it must be visible. Right. I think it was John Henry Newman, but anyway, uh, yeah, so 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 this attack is on Christ, uh, just like Christ during his first advent, um, he uh, he was attacked and he underwent you know all these horrible sufferings. Well, now it's our turn, and as you know, as members of his body, he said, "I send you out as sheep led to the slaughter." Um, uh, but God's ways are not man's ways, and and see what what they perceive to be victory. God turned it around with the cross, right? Uh, yeah. Who, you know, what, you know, God's wisdom confounds the wise of this world. And so this is what we do as Catholics. Uh, we, um, um, you know, we follow our Lord and, and he invites us into his sufferings. And through that suffering, uh, we, we bring about substantive, substantive change in the world, in my opinion. Blessed be God. I agree, Paul. Um, yeah. I, I want I want to encourage all of the all of the listeners or uh, to really just imagine a person 
stretching out their arm as if they're inviting you to come under their shoulder, like come in and so they can put their arm around you. That is on the, on, at its face, what DEI is for people, for society. Yes. And most especially, of course, uh, uh, white people. It's very anti-white. Uh, but yes. if, once that, once that person comes into, uh, into the arm, under the arm, you get thrown into a headlock. <laughs> Inclusion <laughs> is about power That's here. Good. Yes, it and is. It's, you don't get to move. You don't, you, it's a domination. Come into my circle so that I can crush you for my own agenda. And Amen. that is really, that's, that's exactly relative right. cost in general. When, once you come to, it's, it's simple that anytime you want to enter into a debate with somebody, you need to identify common grounds. That's why in debates, people will define their terms and sometimes why they'll spend hours arguing about what a term is. But you have, once you have a, a mutual agreement, then you can start building and discussing. Okay, so we agree on floor one. Now let's start talking about floor two, floor three, floor four, and then you get to get more abstract and that's how you bring people over or somebody brings you over. But when you don't have a common ground and there is none to find because in the DEI world, in the world of BLM, in the world of Marxism, this concept of objective truth is non-existent which is funny because their one objective law is that there is no objective laws. Preach it, brother. What happens is if you can't have a discussion based off of common ground, it's a power play. And it's who can dominate the other person, whether it be in resources, whether it be in shame, whether it be in control of the narrative, or whether it be physical and violent like it was in the Colosseums and in different persecutions within the church throughout the, uh, the centuries. This isn't about inclusion in the sense of, hey, we're equal, we're humble, we're meek. This is about, let me bring you into my fold so that I can I can crush you. And that's what people need to look out. Sorry, I'm, I'm eating a Marxism. lot of time. That's Marxism. Yeah. You just defined yeah. it. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, the old hammer and sickle, It you know, they have these... Um, very uh, noble sounding ideas. We're all about the, you know, the worker and the, and the, and the common man. And we're going to, we want to raise him. What they're interested in doing is seizing power. Once they seize power, then they're going to kick your, um, uh, it was funny. Remember how uh, uh, a, a lot of the people that got involved with black lives matter, they never saw the money and everything. <laughs> And you know, Patrice uh, Hellers did. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And they, and they got angry, you know, because in reality, <laughs> nobody cares about the issues. These they're just using these things in order to achieve exactly what you said, your power. Once they have power, they put the stranglehold on you and it's lights out. That's exactly what they want. If Jesus said, if the son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. And so in this case, we know that Satan, the God, little G of this world, right? He he's going to bring slavery. Um, and by the way, those those founding people of BLM, uh, the, the author of this uh, article left out one issue. They're all professed witches as well. Yep. <laughs> witches and Marxists and lesbians. Yeah. Winning, yeah. winning combo. Yeah, what a winning combo. Com <laughs> winning combination. Yeah. Here's one Bible verse I think that really describes the whole diversity, equ uh, equ equity, and uh, inclusion movement. Uh, it's in 2 John chapter 1, verse 9 through 11. Now, I'm going to use the New American Bible because it describes it better. I, I, I jump from the RSV, the NAB, and the Dewey Reams. I always see which which 
translation makes my argument the best. In this instance, the NAB, the modern Bible, has the best uh, argument for this. Here it is. Quote, anyone who is so progressive as not to remain in the teaching of the Christ does not have God. Whoever remains in the teaching has the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, what doctrine? The doctrine of Christ. Do not receive him in your house or even greet him, for whoever greets him shares in his evil works. So let me stop there. So the Bible says in 2 John chapter 1, verse 9, anyone who's so progressive as not to remain in the teaching of the Christ does not have God. DEI is progressive thought. Is, is there something wrong with progress? No. When it comes to technology, I'm cool betting, having better cell phones, better computers, better microwaves, you know, better automobiles. That's cool. Techno progressing in technology is a good thing. Progress in morality is impossible because it's immutable. Because God is immutable, God doesn't change, and God gave us fixed laws based on natural and divine law. You can't improve upon marriage. You can't improve upon two genders. Anything that moves towards progressive thought, the Bible says, is not the teaching of God. And it says, do not share in that person's evil works. Mm. Comment? That's it. Truth doesn't yeah. change. It deepens. Yes. And that's the common misconception. You know, it's it's a you can add depth because it's essentially studying God's ways, who is infinite. So there is no end to truth. There's always going to be another layer behind it. And that is part of our joys that we will be able to experience in heaven is to forever learn about God. But yeah. you said it best, Jesse. Truth does not change. It can yeah. deepen, but its fundamentals yeah. cannot shift. Yes. You know, objective truth. Up. Stick around, we'll be right back. Hard break. Jesus 911. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 526 2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911. Full disclosure, my friend Paul Clay. When I was about 25 or 26, had everything to do with me falling in love with Jesus Christ of Nazareth. This is, boy, it's almost 40 years ago. Uh, and Paul back then, I remember he was part of a non-denominational uh, Protestant uh, denomination. But then as I started learning my faith, I also had something to do with him coming back to the fullness of truth, which is the Catholic Church. And uh, everything. <laughs> Yeah, so both of us, uh, God used him to open my 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 eyes and my heart to the lordship and kingship of Christ, and then God used me later on to open Paul's heart to the mystical body, the bride of Christ, the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. So we've been friends for almost 40 years now, and uh, for some of you that say, Jess, I've heard you talk here, there, there, and heard this cassette, this DVD that you've done, you've really helped me out. I'll tell you one thing, if it wasn't for this guy that I'm looking at right now in Nevada, uh, I wouldn't be where I'm at today, but God put him in my life to to just really open the eyes of my heart. You know, oh, Jess, yeah, let me just say one thing. If God can use Balaam's donkey, well, he can use me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got hey, to say. Hey, we're talking about the, the, the worldly wisdom of DEI. Yes. James the Apostle has a lot to say about that. 
in James chapter 3, verse 15, he says, Wisdom of this kind does not come down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, you're my co- like in DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, there is disorder and every foul practice. This is a perfect description of diversity, you know, equity and inclusion as is pushed by the left today. And it's even spilling into Catholic quarters, unfortunately. It's it's in police departments, hiring, civil service, the military, yes. it's at universities, it's infected everything. Comments? Yeah. As a, I keep on getting flashes of the WNBA, Jess. <laughs> you know, uh, you know how they're demanding to be paid equally, uh, uh, like their uh, NBA counterparts, uh, if you can call them counterparts. But the reality is, is they're not understanding that they're entertainers, right? And an entertainer, well, his pay is dictated by you know um, what people are willing to pay to see them perform. But under these absurd ideas, you know, they want, you know, they, they, that league doesn't even exist without donations coming from the NBA. So, wow. but that's just, a, that's just an idea of how backwards uh, those ideas uh, really make things. But, you know, the Apostle Paul condemns the wisdom of this world. Uh, he says, uh, uh, for it is those who live according to earthly wisdom who despise and reject Christ. And that's in First Corinthians. You know, um, that's a fact. Um, there's earthly wisdom and there's godly wisdom. And the earthly wisdom, uh, although it may, you know, uh, uh, you know, bring forth pockets of truth, uh, they are disingenuous. And I think the the whole goal of this earthly wisdom, it, it's not about unifying. Uh, 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 people under the banner of Christ, as we know, it's about trying to unite uh, the sons of Adam, uh, as if that were possible. Um, what do you think, Joe? <laughs> well, I I agree. Um, and actually, uh, as you're talking, I thought, oh, let's see if uh, let's let's do another another um, kind of a challenge. Let's challenge ourselves, and of course, everybody uh, listening or watching, anybody tuned in. Anytime a person does not put Jesus Christ first in their decisions or in their life in general, they are embracing, in a sense, this earthly wisdom. Anytime that Jesus is not number one in our lives, we are, well, choosing to be of the devil. We're embracing sin. And I think that that's important. Of course, we're talking about DEI right now and how this is led by some serious uh, troublemakers. You got your Patrice Colors and the BLM. You've got the WNBA. But in our own ways, where we should be completely free from sin as we discipline ourselves, as we cultivate virtue, as we try to live a more godly life, we too, in our own tiny ways, are, are also perpetuating that narrative in any sin that we have. If we can be a part if we can play a part in the redemption of mankind so let's say you know i pray for jesse or i pray for pray for you paul and my my prayers when the grace is for you to become a better man and a better saint 
I'm playing a role in redemption. There's we're, We are co-redeemers in a sense. And of course, that's where we get the co-redemptrix for Mary. She did it best. She did it par excellence. But if that's the case, so too is it that we can do it where people will find damnation. So it's very sobering to consider in everything we do, we can either lift people up or we can bring people down like DEI, even if it's not on the mass scale, but we still have a responsibility involved. Yes. You know, Joe, Joe, you just, you know, as, as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, um, as you know, man is a contingent. What does that mean? Man needs to go outside of himself to find meaning. And because we were created, as uh, St. Augustine says, uh, you know, we were created for God and our hearts are restless until they rest in God. And so, but man, when he doesn't have God, when he rejects God, then he has to look within himself to find meaning. And, and unfortunately, all is vanity, as you know, as, as it says in Ecclesiastes, all is vanity because, uh, 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 there's nothing within us that will satisfy us. And that is why we must come to God. We must surrender to Christ. And the world does not know that. The world will resist that on every level. Amen. I think one of the, the biggest weapons that the left uses, the diabolical left, the woke left, is they just continue to perpetuate perpetuate lies because they, they control most of the media. Yes. Most of the media is controlled by the left. And it reminds me of Joseph Goebbels, who rose to power back in 1933. He was, uh, along with Adolf Hitler and the Nazi party, he was the, he was the appointed, the, the propaganda minister. But Joseph Goebbels said the following to Adolf Hitler, to the Fuhrer. He says, if you tell a lie enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. And so that's exactly what the left does today. They maintain the lies and deceptions because they're constantly repeating it in the mainstream media. This is why little outlets like this, you know, Catholic podcasters, Catholic outlets like this, this is so critical because this is like an underground communication system because the people that the movers and shakers, the earth movers, these guys are sons of Satan. These yes. guys are committed secular humanists and moral relativists, and it's the little guys in the foxholes like us. We're the ones that are putting out, so to speak, the Morse code to the guys in trenches and trying to put the truth out there. But yeah, uh, we, we know how it all we know how it all ends, you know, because we got the biggest trumpet of all. We got truth. When you amen. got truth, truth is going to prevail at the end. Truth is going to prevail against lies at the end when it's all said and done. We just have to persevere to the end as Christ says in Matthew 10, 22, persevere to the end and you'll be saved. I look at life like it's like, you know, we're on a, we're on a, on a horse that's trying to buck us off. Like we're, you know, Texas Cowboys and you got to hold on to those reins. That's what the Christian life is. Hang on. Okay. It'll be over soon. Okay. We'll be crossing that finish line and please God and, We'll be taking that victory lap because we die in a state of grace. But until then, it's going to be Mr. Toad's wild ride. Mm -hmm. You know, to say while, while they're doing that, and this is where I get so much inspiration as somebody who is only in, I'm in the, I'm in my twenties. I'll be 26 actually tomorrow. Uh, I, I get birthday. so much inspiration from you, Jesse, and from you, Paul, because even as you're on the bucking Bronco, 
you've got you've got a smile on your face the whole time. You have joy. And that's so important. It's so important right now to have joy. We see so much despair. We see so much happening in the world. What how could somebody when you look at everything, you would think, what is there to be happy about? But when you have our Lord in our hearts, you have everything to be happy about. And you have all these opportunities to evangelize right now. All the opportunities to give the truth to other people. It's just a matter of whether or not they want to accept it. Joe, we were born for a time such as this. Uh, we, uh, We were made for this moment. We have an opportunity as Catholics to 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 represent God, uh, to have our faith uh, tested and to uh, to be refined as through fire. Uh, And we we all know that a persecuted church is a holy church and those that live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer. But suffering for us, we don't run from it. We we embrace it. Why? Because we know that suffering uh, defines love. You know, you can't have true love unless you're willing to suffer. That's right. Uh, you're listening to Jesus 911 three-man car. Uh, parting comments, Joe, parting shots. We got about two minutes left. No, thank you, Jesse. And thank you, Paul, for letting me come on. It was an absolute yeah. blessing. And I'm, thank I'm you. very honored. Thank you. Know, you, you, inspire, uh, you inspire us as well. I'll tell you why, Joe. Because, well yeah, because me and Paul look at you and listen to you. We say, darn it, man. The next, there, there are some leaders in the next generation. There are some young people that have their head on straight. There are some young people that aren't woke and they're not, exp- you know, embracing DEI. And so when we look at you and we hear you talk, you're a sign of hope that the next generation, I think, Paul, our generation, the baby boomers, we're the tail end yeah. of the baby boomers. Yeah. We we messed a lot of things up, our generation, because yeah. we're the tail yeah. end of it. Yeah. But I'm telling you, the next generation that I see coming up, you and all these holy priests that are coming out uh, yeah. from seminaries, boy, oh boy. Uh, it's like St. Augustine says, he says, the Catholic faith is like a lion. It doesn't need defending. Just let it out of its cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You, you're, you, guys, you guys are the lions coming out uh, in the next generation. Paul, comment? Yeah, let the tiger out of the cage, baby. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Yeah. Hey, it's it's been a joy being on with with uh, with with you three men in a one man car, Soul Patrol, winning souls for Christ. Amen. And for the rest of you, uh, just want to remind you: live in a state of sanctifying grace. That's what it's all about. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Pray your rosary every single day. Read your Bible every single day. Do the mass readings. Remember tonight, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a time of Lent. Remember, Our Lady of Fatima says that many people go to hell because they have nobody to pray and do sacrifices for them. Remember, this is the penitential season. And uh, I'm going to give St. Father to feel the last words. Pray hope and don't worry. Worry is useless. God is merciful. And God will hear your prayers. God bless you. Keep the faith. Keep the faith.